We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Blue Wire. Welcome back. It's the Big Blue Banter, New York Giants football podcast. I'm Dan Schneier, joined as always by host Nick Filato. And today we want to talk a little bit about a wide receiver I know fans are still sleeping on who made his return back to the Giants. I think there's reasons to believe beyond the typical things you think about with football players why he can make a much bigger impact and be a much more productive receiver than just about anyone on this roster this year, as surprising as that might seem. And that player today, Nick, is Sterling Shepard, who made his return earlier than expected during the fourth training camp practice, had a really nice route in the red zone where it looked like typical prime Sterling Shepard, got in and out of his breaks smoothly, created the separation. And the key thing here, which is why I want to talk about this with you today, Nick, is the ball was placed right in time with where Shepard was in the red zone. I think that's the most important factor here. There's no receiver on this roster other than Sterling Shepard, who has a better rapport with Daniel Jones. You saw it in 2019 in their first game against Tampa. You saw it in week one last season before Sterling Shepard got hurt against the Titans. And rapport to me has always been a big thing. I can't quantify it, Nick, but I know how much it matters. I see it with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. I hear it when Joe Burrow says the reason we had that historical season with LSU in 2021 was because we threw a thousand balls together before the season and we went all in on this thing. And then you see it translate to the NFL. And Sterling Shepard and Daniel Jones have the best rapport of any two on this roster. And I think there's an outside chance that people don't realize that Sterling Shepard, because they asked him about it today. I think it was Giant Insider. I want to give him credit. Asked him, you know, there's a million slot receivers. What's going to happen, Sterling? You know what he said to that, Nick? He said, I can play on the outside. And he can, because there's proof of it. In his career with the Giants, he was one on the outside. So I've got high expectations, higher maybe than some fans. I understand the injuries, the injuries, the injuries. But you know what I say about injuries, Nick? They're mostly variants. So... I'm pretty excited about what he can show now in for this next month and a half or whenever, you know, however long it will be with Daniel Jones based on the rapport they've already built. Yeah, they have one of the best rapports that we've seen from a Giants quarterback and a receiver in recent memory. And you're right. Jason Garrett had him on the outside a lot. It's really helped his career because when he came here in 2016, he was predominantly a slot receiver. And this dates back to before I was even on this podcast, you and Nick Tertian used to talk about how deceptive Sterling Shepard was throughout his route stem and before that while releasing off the line of scrimmage and how he's one of the better route runners in the NFL. And it just checks out whenever you watch the film. I remember there was a play on a second and nine against Carolina last year. He was the outside receiver on this. It was like a quarters type of look from Carolina. So you had the cornerback who was playing outside shade a little bit, a little bit over the top. 
And Sterling Shepard hit him with a little bit of a rocker step. A rocker step is when you're running a route and up your stem, plant hard in the direction that you're not going to go to get the defensive back to go in that direction. And then you come back. It was just a curl route that went for 12 yards, but he created the separation and also stopped his route where he was going before he hit the other zone defender that was next to him to the inside. So he just always finds this space that he needs to locate. There's always a void in the defense. He understands where to be. And it just seems like Daniel Jones always trusts him. You look at some of these third down situations, third and six, third and eight, Daniel Jones in like 2019, 2020, he would look to Sterling Shepard. But that trust that Sterling Shepard earned from Daniel Jones is something that could be carried out now that we're in a much more progressive offense and offense that's going to open up now that Daniel Jones still has all of these options. Just really to me, and I know you said injuries are variants. I, I do think there's a trend that gets established from some sure. players. And Sterling Shepard is certainly one of those players. When you injure one thing, you overcompensate to, to avoid re-injuring that thing. And that could put more stress on whether it be a joint, a ligament, uh, a tendon, what, what have you. And I just think that's kind of been the case for Sterling Shepard, who towards ACL to end last season, towards Achilles the season before that. And if you remember early on in his career, he suffered from concussions. He has to stay healthy, but he doesn't have to play all the snaps now either right. because the Giants actually have depth at the wide receiver position, competent depth at the wide receiver position. And I don't want to downplay the injuries because I think part of them is like some of the stuff I discussed with Gary's Tony, right? Like he's a hard cutter. Sterling Shepard, he always has been a hard cutter. And that puts a lot of pressure on your your knees and your joints and everything you just mentioned. And he's not going to, I don't think he's going to change that. That's part of his game. It's part of why he is such a good route runner. You referenced like earlier in the show before you jumped on Nick in 2018 with Turchin. One of the things Turchin told me, you know, one of the things he said on the podcast, you can go back and listen is in his opinion from watching the film, Sterling Shepard was the best route runner on that 2018 team, not Odell Beckham. And he doesn't say that in jest. Like he's not going, he's not trying to clickbait us. You know how Turchin was. He was the most like straight, and you even know him, Nick. He was the most like, you know, straightforward guy. He didn't have a lot of that to him. He just told it like it was. And but based on what he saw on the tape, Shepard was the one who had the savvy to understand, like what you said, where the zone defender is here, where it's that, and create that separation. We talked about this a few days ago with Cole Beasley and why he's making some noise and why he's able to kind of pop onto a roster at 34 years old and actually play with the ones and make and make catches. It's because of that route savvy. And it's because of how important that is within this specific system. Joe Shane has said it. Brian Dable said it. They want guys to provide this layup throws for the quarterback who's going to get separation early and create separation early. Sterling Shepard's one of those guys. He also doesn't drop a lot of passes. He's also insanely tough at the catch point. He also has proven he can win at all three levels. Last year against Tennessee, he wins on the vertical plane. He creates that one big explosive play that honestly said, you know, makes the difference. Yes, the Giants won. They had other big plays. Saquon Barkley had a long run at the end, the two-point conversion. But none of that's possible if Sterling Shepard doesn't break open that long touchdown pass earlier in the game to give them that opportunity. So I feel like he's like that step above a Cole Beasley type, because not only does he create separation early, he could win at all three levels. He could play a little bit more on the outside than a Beasley type or a Crowder or a Campbell. And he has the built-in rapport with Jones. And that's where it really comes back to for me. They know where they are going to be at on every play. Jones has to create this rapport with a player like Jalen Hyatt, who hasn't really worked with a lot yet. He has to create this rapport with a player like Paris Campbell. He even has to create this rapport with Waller. And yes, he's thrown to him early and often because Waller are so good that he's getting open a lot, but the rapport helps a lot for when maybe a receiver's not open or for when you don't know when that receiver is going to get open. Now, you know where he's going to be open within that route. You can put that ball out. What do we always talk about with Jones? We just want to see more anticipatory throwing, make that a more consistent part of your game. And with somebody like Sterling Shepard, I feel like it is a consistent part of their connection and their game together. And that's why I want him on the field, because I know that Jones is going to have an understanding of where Shepard's going to be at and where he needs to put the ball out. And that will lead to less miscommunication, less incompletions, less errant throws, and less, obviously, interceptions. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Shepard's smart. He understands where to be. You know, that's important for Joe Shane, and he could play outside-inside. He has the rapport with Jones and all of those things kind of check a box to say, yeah, he should be on the football field. He's going to make the team. This is a crowded wide receiver room. And you brought up, Dan, the the play against Tennessee. Sterling Shepard noticed, I don't know what this cornerback is doing because that cornerback's technique was yeah. freaking horrible. He was like an inside shade a little bit. And I don't know why he like turned and opened up as if there was going to be there was going to be a route coming from the backside. And I think he expected there to be safety help, but there wasn't. Maybe the safety was mis- – to me, it looked like the cornerback just screwed up and the Giants were able to capitalize. And that's another big thing. You need to capitalize on those mistakes whenever the defense does that. And deep, it doesn't – from the deep portions of the field, I don't think the Giants capitalized on those mistakes too frequently. But they did like a Seattle game with Darius Slayton on the double move against Tariq Wollin. But they did in week one, and Sterling Shepard was the beneficiary of that. But when I look at Sterling Shepard, I think he's the type of wide receiver who is always going to position himself to take advantage of those mistakes when the defense makes those mistakes yes. because he is so savvy, because he is so smart. And I think the rapport that he has with Daniel Jones is only going to lead to the connection that results in seven points, that results in an explosive play. We saw it week one. Unfortunately, Sterling Shepard got hurt in like the last play of week three against Dallas against the Dallas Cowboys on Monday Night Football. But when you have a guy out there who knows the quarterback so well and they actually have a relationship and the rapport that is necessary to result in those explosive plays, then maybe he's going to put himself in the position to actually seize that opportunity and actually punish the defense, which is something that the Giants just didn't do enough of last year. Yeah, you're right, Nick. And he was one of the guys who did punish the defense, right? We can't forget when everybody's ruling him out as somebody who should play a lot this year. Remember, he gave us an explosive play in the passing game. Not many guys did that last year for the Giants. It was like him and Slayton and the and you can cut the list off there. And one thing you mentioned on a pre- previous podcast I think is also important to bring up here in the uh, regards to the discussion of Sterling Shepard. We talked about, you talked about how the Giants offense kind of changed after Shepard's injury and everything they wanted to do from a passing standpoint kind of was scaled back and kind of was, all right, put on the back burner. Let's go back to get under center, have two tight ends a bunch, play action, have DJ bootleg. Before it was kind of like, let's open this thing up. 
And maybe, just maybe, Dable also sees it that way again, where Shepard can be a big part of the offense and a big part of what they want to do schematically and allow them to for all the reasons you said, Nick. And so I'm excited about that as well. Let's not forget the impact that Shepard had uh, yep. the rushing attack week one against Tennessee. He threw a couple blocks that I think led to a touchdown. And Brian Dable was doing the Jason Garrett thing, which is fine. Just why insert only with a wide receiver where you bring the wide receiver from outside, you motion him inside, and then you have him block within the, either the C gap if there's a tight end there or the B gap between the tackle and the guard to the play side. Sterling Shepard did that, located the linebacker or the safety because he's done it several different times and actually isolated them and actually threw the block and was annoying enough to get in the way to allow Saquon Barkley to get to the second level and run for a touchdown. I think that was in the Tennessee game. So yes. from a blocking standpoint, Sterling Shepard is going to allow you to, to do a variety variety of different things in the run game effectively as well. It's exactly right. I mean, you can make a case. It's probably Emmer Hodgins, but you can make a case that he's the best blocker on the Giants right now because that wasn't a one-off game against Tennessee. We talked about that on his film all last season, the season before, all the season before that. Anytime he's really been healthy, he's been an asset as a blocker, even dating back to 2018, Barkley's rookie season where he had one of those long runs from Barkley. He had Shepard trucking down the field to make a block all the way downfield. A lot of the things we talk about with Isaiah Hodgins that we love, toughness at the catch point, Great blocking, savvy as a route runner, understanding against zone, all these things, ability to use your 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 upper body and your lower body to set up routes and create separation. These are also things that we love about Shepard. Does he have the body control in the air that Hodgins has? Probably not. Does he have the length and the target radius? No, I get that. But he also has the rapport with Jones to add on top of all that. So it's kind of just like baking in all of that into the, factoring in all of that into the equation, spitting it out and seeing where it lands. And to me, it lands at. Sterling Shepard could be a much bigger part of this passing game than people realize. Another thing that we've criticized Daniel Jones for is what? He doesn't attack from the field side outside the numbers frequently enough. Well, two of Sterling Shepard's catches last year, the 65-yard touchdown against Tennessee, and then he had a 16-yard catch game that he hurt himself against Dallas Cowboys. He had a 16-yard catch on a comeback route that was to the field side outside of the numbers where he was aligned and the catch was made outside the numbers with Daniel Jones to the field side, something he didn't really do right. all that much last season. So it says something too about his trust with Sterling Shepard because there's not a big sample size there and there was still production in an offense that didn't really pass the football down the field too frequently. And I've been looking, by the way, Nick, I've been searching for ways to quantify rapport. That's a good one right there. You know, you got a quarterback who doesn't really target much outside the numbers, but when he did have a receiver, he trusted and understood where he was going to be and had the timing down with, he did target outside the numbers. And that's something we'll see again with, with Shepard. And that's something he'll build with players like Hyatt and Waller and all these other players on the roster. Right now it's going to come Campbell, but it's not going to come right away. Like it is for him and Shepard. That's why I like Shepard on the field right now. Cause that's there automatically the rest we can see, but that's there automatically. And so that's where we're at right now with Shepard. Be excited about him. I am at least, and you guys can be the deciders on if you are.